Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jason, and I'm here with Jeremy, of course, and you are tuned in to Ears Up In Depth. It's a twice-monthly show where Jeremy and I cover important, super important, very specific for your needs, news articles. That's what we do, right, Jeremy? This is the news you need to know now. That's right. If you don't know this stuff, then you're going to. And then after this, if you still don't know it, then you should just re-listen or something. I don't know. Yeah, play it twice. <laughs> please do. Yeah. On someone else's uh, device, if you wouldn't mind, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is part of Ears Up, of course, but uh, you know, I like hanging out with Jeremy over the internet, not in person. It's very much a virtual friendship. I can't, I can't ever see him because I'll just hug him too much. Um, but we, we just, you know, we go through the news and we tell you all about it, and we maybe do a little research if it if it warrants. Like for one of my stories, Jeremy, I did eh, fifteen or twenty minutes of research on the internet. Well, when you texted me from the library, I knew you were uh, <laughs> adding a lot to tonight's story. That's right. And then I had to go because my, the bus was going to get here. Yes. Yeah, which is really funny. Like in Northern California, like nobody takes the bus. <laughs> you know? Just, I mean, in San Francisco, everyone takes the bus because you kind of have to. Nobody really has a car. Not nobody has a car, but most people don't have a car. But way out here in the armpit of the East Bay, um, <laughs> I'm taking the bus anywhere, man. Every time I see no. someone waiting for the bus, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, and how many days is it before you get to where you're going? <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, public transportation would be cool, but it just it doesn't go anywhere. That's why it never really took off in L.A. and, um, you know, in New York and the East Coast. You guys have a really nice transportation system, or at least it functions. It, it takes you places, I guess. How about that? But, uh, yeah, out here you don't really – you still have to take a car somewhere, take a cab or, you know, the bus and transfer a couple places before you, you get anywhere worth going to. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, the subway does take you pretty much anywhere you need to go, and it runs twenty four seven. It's it's great, um, but if you're getting groceries, you know, you have to be like me and get a, a little lady laundry cart and wheel it down the street full of your full of your groceries, <laughs> which I do. You do have that. You're my grandma. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I even put on those stockings that go up halfway up my legs, you know? You just put to on like the, look. the babushka, like uh, <laughs> the, the hair cover or whatever. Yeah, I would exactly. love that. I would love to see that. My God. <laughs> well, I'll take a that. selfie next time. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> just go up to a random stranger. Uh, excuse me, could you uh, snap my photo? Does this laundry cart make me look fat? <laughs> No, with those stockings work wonders for your smooth calves. My support hose? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call my friends. Um, all right, Jeremy, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to go or should I go? Let's do this I'll just go. right now. All right. Why don't you go ahead and go first, man? Tell me what's up. in the news. Well, I have a question for you first. Ooh, I love it. Have you ever brought your own food or beverages into Disneyland? Yes, 100%. Yes. Not all the time. Um, even before Alice, yeah, we we definitely did. Really, even before? Okay, even before Alice. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it, look, it's very expensive to go to the park. Um, yeah. and I think at the time we were going, kind of a lot. And you know, yeah. the, the, this is this is back in the days, man, when we would go down for a weekend, which I don't right. recommend because it's 
it's a lot of driving. Um, so to save money and to justify it, we would go like, oh, well, let's go to the store and we'll make sandwiches and bring our own food. And then that way we can, you know, save the hundred dollars a day on food and, and we can afford to go down. Well, yeah. Well, actually, and now that you mention it, I remember when we were there and Bev pulled out this steaming hot bag of pepperoni that had been in a <laughs> uh, backpack all day. and Body temperature pepperoni is the best. <laughs> Megan, I'm not judging. I mean, I had my hand in that bag many times <laughs> that day. So, well, a Chinese college student is suing the Shanghai Disney Resort following an incident when the student, Zhao Wang, of East China University, was stopped from entering the park when snacks were found in her bag. <laughs> wow. So she's uh, she's not happy and she's taking them to court, Chinese court. I feel um, like that's that's very different. I wouldn't even know how to react to, to anything in, in Chinese court. Yeah, I Unless don't know. Unless it's a food I, court. I'd be afraid of what happened. All, everything I know about the Chinese legal system comes from viewing Red Corner, uh, you know, the 1997 crime thriller starring Richard Gere. <laughs> When he, he was framed for murder in Beijing. Oh, man. He was framed. These crackers are not mine. <laughs> well, so I can tell you, uh, <clears throat> if, uh, if if suing Disney is anything like that movie, Disney better watch out. <laughs> okay. Because six months after Shanghai Disneyland opened, the park updated its rules to include prohibiting guests from entering with any food items, alcoholic beverages, or any non-alcoholic beverages over the size of 600 milliliters. And for wow. those of us on the imperial system, that is about one and a quarter pints. So not not very much. No, not much at all. No. The park explained that the changes were made to the food and beverage policy in order to bring Shanghai Disneyland in line with the policies of other Asian parks. Outside foods and beverages are also barred from Hong Kong Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Resorts. Wang, a political science and law student, claims in her suit that the purpose of the ban is to increase the park's income on catering and that it violates the rights and interests of consumers. According to the Chinese People's Daily, the official newspaper for the Central Committee of the Communist Party in China, so I'm sure they're perfectly... Uh, Very bi unbiased, yes. <laughs> scales are well balanced there. Um it's basically Pravda. In 2014, the Supreme Court in China made it illegal for businesses to prohibit customers from bringing in their own drinks or setting customers minimum spending. Yet in 2017, Shanghai Disneyland adopted the no outside food policy regardless. Disneyland argued that customers could carry food that smells or has safety hazards and litter them around the park. <laughs> the regulation is merely for public health and security. Of course. <laughs> Disney pointed out that other theme parks in China, not only Disney parks, have similar regulations and that guests are free to enjoy their own food outside the gates of the park. Wang's case, as you probably would guess, erupted a heated debate on Chinese social media, eliciting cries of Asian discrimination from some, pointing to the fact that the six Disney parks globally, or out of the six Disney parks globally, only three parks have prohibitions on food and beverages and they are all in asia wang's case was heard in court on april 23rd but the court has yet to issue a verdict oh my goodness yeah and it's what mid-august right now that is a long time it's not and this is going to sound really ignorant but 
they don't have like a Supreme Court, I guess, right? So it's not it's not that it just is at such a high court level where it's taking a long time to to issue a verdict, or they just don't care. That's what I well, imagine. I imagine like no one cares. Well, as you know from my viewing of Red Corner, I am any I am many things, but a, I am not a Chinese legal scholar. Oh, okay. Um, but the, they did say that the Supreme Court in China is oh. the ones that made it uh, that that uh, prohibit, set the rule that they can't prohibit outside drinks. So, but I don't know if it's the same kind of system where you appeal, 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 or if, you know, I don't know how yeah. that works. But they have not released their verdict. I thought that um, again from Red Corner that. Chinese justice was swift. <laughs> anything, in, it's anything but. I think China, China's the, they're the masters of the long game. You know, the death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. So, um, you know, they're just going to take their time. No, I, I mean, I, I sort of understand from people who have been to China, from friends of mine who have been to China. I've never been. I have no desire to go to China, but they had, do have a lot of shady food. Uh, you know, scorpions on sticks and rats on sticks, and like just a bunch of weird street food. So. From from an, a very ignorant outside perspective, I could totally understand it. But then it's also it's internal food. It's not like a border uh, customs and border patrol where you have to declare your food and have it examined for like you know uh, foreign uh, you know beetles or weevils that will you know eat the stucco off the siding or whatever. You know what I mean? It's all as part of the country. It's all in, internal food i mean what are they afraid what do they have over there that you could you could wage biological warfare on a stick from conveniently placing (laughs) contaminated quote-unquote food in a corner of shanghai disney and then it's just the blob all over again it's just seeping through the vents and you know hall of presidents or whatever they have over there Right. I mean, this is one of those rare situations where I'm actually against both sides. <laughs> so <laughs> I just hate everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, on the one hand, I think Disney is blowing smoke, telling us that this is really a safety issue. Of course. It's obvious that they want to sell their own high markup foods. Of course. And I wonder if it is. It, again, I don't know anything about anything, but I wonder if it is sort of more of a cultural focus. Where there's a lot more people w- wanting to bring in, like I, f- I feel like in America, this might give me a lot of trouble. I feel like in America, we're more apt to buy food. You know what I mean? When we're going to Disney parks, they're they're so expensive already. We're more we're more apt to just purchase food there. But I feel like in China, they're bringing their food from home. I don't know why I get that impression. I think you know why? I think cuz I watch Customs and Border Patrol um some a couple sh- series of shows on Netflix and there's a lot of people coming from China that they have tons of food. They bring their own food even into mm. America where we have a lot of Asian markets where you can just buy your food. But right. um I, I, dude, I I bet this sounds super ignorant, but uh it's kind of what I, I it's kind of what I think. I don't know. Does that make sense? Or am I, am I xenophobic and should I just delete this? Well, no. I think that's – those are the observations you've made and you're drawing a conclusion. It might be correct. It might not be. But that's your observations and that's yeah. okay I think. Mm-hmm. Um, My observations are what I see on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Thank you for observing Netflix from the safety of your couch. <laughs> oh, it is a good um, show. Say. But on the other side of it – so like I, I do think Disney – we know what you're up to but on the other side i think you you know for the student 
going to Disneyland is not compulsory. I don't think that this infringes on your rights because you don't have to go there. Sure. So yeah. if you don't want to pay for Disney food, go somewhere else. Yeah, to make it a civil rights case or just a right about who can purchase food and where, uh, I think that's incorrect. Uh, I mean, but I guess how else are you going to bring it to court? So I wouldn't be surprised if this person loses this lawsuit. But that is also pretty weird, I think, to just not allow food in because it's a safety issue. That That's, I mean, you know, unless they're bringing like durian in then <laughs> you know yeah. i don't I, then come on jeez, jeez just let them eat wherever they want dude yeah i mean i guess if one is in search of logic and the application of human rights china is probably not the best place to look <laughs> so true. we'll yeah I agree. we'll see what happens with that verdict i'm gonna be watching my eyes on the pudong court from now on <laughs> and find out uh well you know what speaking of uh finding stuff out as I mentioned, sure, it's August, okay? And yeah, Halloween is over two months away, but why should that stop you from dressing up and going to Walt Disney World for a Halloween celebration, Jeremy, I ask you? Nothing says fall like standing in line in 90-degree temperatures for a packet of apple slices, right? And at 75 to 135 bucks a ticket, you should probably be comfortable with sporadic rain showers, too. I actually looked up tonight what the temperature is at Disney World, and it's 90 degrees at, like, 6 o'clock. And probably raining every 15 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. If all of this sounds like fun to you, but the cost of attending such a party is too much, don't worry. Disney has your back. Introducing Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, The Pass. It's a $299 offering that includes party access to 35 of the 36 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parties. Only Halloween itself is excluded from the new pass, and, it can, and it, uh, the pass cannot be purchased online. You have to go to the ticket window and grab it, uh, and it's being offered in limited quantities. So you should, you should really act fast. Now, if you love, if you really love, if you absolutely cannot live without multiple iterations of the Halloween events that Disney throws, this just might be the thing for you. On average, you have to go more than three times in the year to make the pass worth it. I've been once, Taryn and I went several years ago. It was fun, but I don't need to go again years later, much less four times in the same year. <laughs> Did you go to the one at Disney World or Disneyland? No, they have one too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have one too. No, we went to the one at Disneyland, and and uh, you know we handmade our costumes. We were the stretching portrait, you know, people. She was the alligator lady, and I was the the uh, commodore or whatever, standing on the 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 dynamite bucket, right? That's great. And it was it was really cool. Like I hand painted the flowers on her skirt, and I made it like perfect. Well, as perfect as I could. Um, but like attention to detail. So where the flowers were spaced properly and like, I really paid a lot of attention to it and people loved it. We got a lot of people taking pictures with us and it felt, it was really cool. It was like my first cosplay, but I wouldn't, you know, maybe when Alice is old enough to understand trick or treating, we would go and, and do that. But I, I can't imagine going more, more than twice to be completely honest. I mean, you can go 35 of 36 nights of this party for $300. It sounds like a deal, 
but you're very limited to what you can do. I mean, you know, your Magic Kingdom for sure, for sure. But I, I don't, I, I don't know if everything in Magic Kingdom's open, and it's only uh, seven to midnight, so it's three hours. No, what is that? <laughs> Five, Five hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> what kids are staying up till midnight regularly? So I mean, clearly this isn't for children. So it's for adult children, I guess, of which I am. One, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party runs in the Magic Kingdom from August 16th, so it just started last week, to November 1st, lasting from 7 p.m. to midnight and features spooky Halloween decor throughout the park, a special fireworks show, rare Disney villains are out to get you, and of course, tricks or treats for the little ones. Now, if this is a success for Disney World, which you can read as profitable, I could see them trying something like this in Disneyland, though out here we seem to be anti-pass, unless it's a fast pass. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what to make of this, Jeremy. And you are an East Coaster. You visit Disney World much more often. Is that something that you see locals doing? This is very clearly a locals-only thing. I can't imagine someone's on vacation at Disney World for two weeks that would be willing to cough up an extra 300 each to to go to these things, right? I, it's definitely geared towards locals because they're not even selling it online. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's, it's got to be for someone who can drive over and pick it up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. There, I think there are people who do go to Disney for a week or two. Um, but I can't imagine in that two weeks wanting to repeat the Halloween party three times. That's what I – yes, that's what I'm saying. And, I mean, it is a good way to extend your time in Magic Kingdom. But go to some other parks and save some money. Like Magic, Magic Kingdom's cool, but it's not closed every night. I mean, the party is spaced out pretty, you know, pretty nicely to let everybody sort of get the time that they need. But to me, this seems like if you have deep pockets and and you live locally, I mean, what is that? Maybe a couple hundred people. I I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how successful it is. And you know, it's going to be success or if it is successful, it's going to happen in Disneyland. I, I just, I just know that's just what they do. Right. So they're test marketing, in one of the more popular parks, and we'll see what happens. But I would have thought it would be a more popular idea in Disneyland because I think your locals come back so much more frequently. Well, they do. Supposedly 50% of people who visit the park are locals. And I wonder if they're not doing it in Disneyland because that number is so high. Because they're also... We're, we're struggling out here with trying to reduce crowd numbers. It's just too crowded all the time. So I wonder if they're trying it at Disney World... To get more people in. Because you guys have better deals on tickets and you have all this kind of... I think it's a better value to go to Disney World than it is to go to Disneyland. Well, my concern is that um, the Halloween party... So years ago, the Halloween party was amazing because you could go and it was like totally worth it. It was like maybe 50 or 60 bucks back in the day. Yeah. You know, I'm talking 10 years ago. Oh, geez. And it wasn't that crowded. Like, yeah, it wouldn't sell out that much. You could go in and you really would. I mean, we would they would let you ride through Splash Mountain because there would be no one else in line. You just go again. You know, I mean, that never happens anymore. No. And it's been where the Halloween party is selling out more and more and more and earlier and earlier and earlier. And so I'm I'm surprised that they feel that they need to do this, because also if it's so my question is, if it's selling out. And are these people still and they've these people have bought a ticket do they have to use it on a specific day because normally you buy your ticket and it's for a specific day but if you have a pack 
do you have to tell them what day you're going to use it? And does that increase? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know so, that. Yeah. But I think it's lost. It's The magic for me was always the park's empty. We can do what we want. And it's yep. not really like that anymore. I do remember when we went, and I think, God, this must have been six years ago. Well, no. I think, did we go before the show or after? That's a good question. Let's just call it five years ago. Whatever. It uh, doesn't matter. Um and it was it was it was a nice crowd size. You couldn't do everything you wanted to do. They did sort of limit you. Like I don't think you could go to Toontown, and um, I mean, definitely you could go to Hot Mansion. That's kind of cool. But it, it, there there was enough to do to keep you busy. But I I seem to remember about three hours in, we're kind of like ah, we've done it. Like, yeah, we've done we've done it. We've done. We were also here all day, but we've also we've just we've done all this stuff, and it's like it's cool definitely has changed since then they have the new fireworks and they have a bunch of new villains out and they're doing a lot of cool stuff but yeah going multiple times in the same year i i don't think i would i I wouldn't even go twice i wouldn't even go twice well what if you had made a costume that you were really proud of and had hand painted the flowers and they were specially spaced (laughs) who would do that felt that five hours of one night wasn't enough to show it off (laughs) specially spaced yeah, so you go back. You, you want to get as many compliments as you can. So you go back and you beat that costume to death. No, you know what I would do? I would just stand in the esplanade with a sign that says, uh, you know, photos, $5 donation. <laughs> anyway, that is my new story about the uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party Pass. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, speaking of special deals. <laughs> and specially spaced flowers. And specially spaced flowers, <laughs> hand-painted. Back in June, in one of the earlier version editions of this show, we discussed the ticket price increases that were announced for Disney World annual pass holders, with some of those passes increasing by as much as 25%. Do you remember that? I do remember that, and I, I, uh, I have nightmares about it every single night. My therapist yeah. knows about it now, too. <laughs> Boy, your therapist, that's a person I'd love to talk to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, there's good news coming this fall, I suppose, for non-annual pass holders anyway, as it's about to get cheaper to visit Walt Disney World this fall. Because this week, the Walt Disney Company announced a new so-called Mid-Magic Ticket. This new ticket enables Disney goers to save on the price of the ticket if they're willing to be restricted from entering the parks each day of their visit before noon. Okay, so So before noon. You can't go in before noon and you save. How much? You mean the deets? Okay, so a two, you can get them in two in three different increments. You can get a two day, a three day, or a four day combo. Okay, they are not park hopper. Ooh, okay, okay all right. So that's important. A two day ticket is from eighty eight dollars a day. Wow, so that's a, that's a savings. This is what is it one hundred five? Oh, is it okay? Wow, it's saving twenty bucks ish. A three day ticket is eighty four. Uh huh. And a four-day ticket is, ends up netting you $79 a day. Wow. A four-day ticket for seven. What, what would be a four-day non-park hopper anyways, or do you know? No. Uh, God. I should have done this research. Uh, well, I think it's over $400. No. Well, I mean, yeah, per day. Yeah. So this this ticket for four days is three sixteen, okay. um, plus tax. I I can't I don't remember what a four day non hopper ticket is, but it's more than three sixteen. Oh, here I'll just Google it right now. Google it now. 
and while you te- while you Google that information, I will add that the ticket is to be used within a limited time frame. So when you from when you first swipe it, the clock starts ticking. So the two day ticket expires four days after you first swipe it. The three day runs out after five days from its initial use, and the four day expires seven days after you first use it to See, enter a and, park. And that's smart because when they first were doing these three-day, two-day whatevers, you would get people buying one, going one day, and then selling the rest on eBay. And now that's why when you're standing in line, they have their, you see a lot of people like taking photos. The cast members are taking your photo to link it to your past so you can't just go and sell it. But also there is a, a time expiration. So uh, for a theme park ticket, one park per day, if you buy four days, it's four hundred and thirty-four dollars. But you're saying you with go. the midday magic, it's three sixteen, right? So that's over a hundred dollars that you're saving. You are saving money to sleep in. And you know what? Without a kid, I would be all over this ticket pricing. But with a kid, no way, because we're going to be back in the hotel by nine o'clock. You know what I mean? Right. But that's cool. I really like that. That's really neat. And you've got to be careful, though, because the amount of time that you would have in the park can fluctuate each day as the parks have varying closing hours. Uh, so, for example, in the fall, Epcot sometimes stays open an extra hour till 10 or but usually it closes at 9. Magic Kingdom, depending on if there's a Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, <laughs> can close at either midnight or 6 p.m. Oh, man. That so, would really bum me out if it was my day, you know, if we'd saved that and didn't know that the party was going on, and then we had to be out. We only had six hours right. in Magic Kingdom. So, yeah, check the calendar, I guess. Yeah, and it's not a park hopper, so it's not like they could right. you know, walk you out of Magic Kingdom and you can head over to Epcot for illumination. <laughs> You're just out of luck. <sighs> Too soon. Illuminations, man. Ugh. You're, You're going to miss that show. Oof. I, I don't think I've ever been so sick over anything. <laughs> well, you know what? Just a teaser, just a teaser for uh, Jeremy's brand new show, The Supreme Resort, Land v. World. On episode two, the boys talk about Illuminations versus World of Color in Disneyland. Now, I don't want to give you the results of that for sure, but the passion that Jeremy has. You've heard him on Ears Up extolling the virtues of Illuminations and getting very, very analytical about it. Um, the passion comes through equally as much on uh, the Supreme Resort, so be sure to look for that. Whenever it drops, I'm imagining we'll release that show or the series. We'll start just start production or start releasing it in the next month, I think. Maybe by the end of this month. We'll see. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I brought it. I came for a fight. You really did, and it shows because you are very. You love this. Uh, you love this. Uh, I almost called it a parade, but it's a nighttime spectacular. It is a nighttime spectacular, and I had good practice for defending it. If you remember, <laughs> because I was attacked without, you know, completely unprovoked and with no preparation by Kyle, the Imagineer. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Uh, the uh, the three hour secret show. So I was ready. Uh, Kyle, this time I was ready. Kyle has opinions, man, and you can't tell him otherwise. He's just like, okay, whatever, you're wrong. <laughs> Which is the very like the engineering sort of like thing. I will tell you, and I think I told you, or I think I told the show after Taryn and I came back from Disney World that I far that Illuminations for me blew anything in Disneyland out of the water, and I mean. Anything, any parade, any any um, 
uh, sort of presentation, any, any spectacular, just anything. Illuminations blew anything out of the water at Disneyland. So I really enjoyed Illuminations. I'm disappointed that it's going away. Ugh. It's a, it's a, it's a gutting experience over here. And <laughs> what are you, I, uh... William Wallace now? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, wow, see, there you go. And you know he got gutted at the end. Right, which I, I never, wanna... I never knew. Uh, watching that show or watching the movie, when he's like dying and he's like very much in pain, but they don't show him actually getting like eviscerated or whatever. And I'm like, what is happening? It looks like he's just being tickled, to be honest. <laughs> and he's like, hates it. I had no idea. And then I had to like research him, going, oh, oh, they literally like cut his belly open and tied a piece of intestine to this wheel and cranked a wheel and like slowly removed his intestines by cranking a wheel like it was very graphic and i really wish that they would have shown it because i would have felt a lot better about history i don't know why uh continue (laughs) jeremy that the dreaded medieval tickling (laughs) it's like that wondered the monty python sketch get the comfy chair I wondered when I was watching that movie and movie. when The Undertaker came with a big peacock feather, I thought, what could they be doing <laughs> to him? Now you know. <laughs> well, these tickets um, – I, I want to say that these tickets come just two months after the previously mentioned hikes on annual passes as well as yeah. increase in overnight parking than the Disney dining plan. Huh. But it also comes on the heels of Disney announcing at its earnings call – an unexpected 3% drop in park attendance. And many believe the company is trying to come up with other ways of getting guests back in without backtracking on their annual pass and other price hikes, with some in the Disney sphere decried, which some in the Disney sphere decried as too far. Uh, very much too far. And that is a good point. I sort of forgot about that. And that's, I think, just what happens with price increases in general is everyone complains about it for a couple months and then you forget about it. And I would hate to be on the social media team of Disneyland because you get that initial brunt of anger and you have to handle everything pretty nicely. But I sort of forgot about that, and you're absolutely right. They can't just come back and go, oh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, that was too much money. Let's lower this a little bit. So you're, it sort of makes sense that you're releasing new tiers of passes and new ways to get people in, it, But that and that's a good deal. But why? It, it's very 4D chess. Like It's very manipulative and very long game kind of thing, but it – I don't know. Do you think they're ever going to lower the prices of passes? Ever no. the prices? No, they'll they'll wait. Yeah. They'll wait for us to catch up to until we are used to these prices. They'll keep them. Maybe they'll keep them for a while longer right. than we're used to. Yeah. And in the meantime, I think we're going to see a lot of this because we saw. So we've got this this special promotion, which goes through December fifteenth. Mm-hmm. You've got the savings on the Halloween party. You also have Florida locals still have a summer magic ticket. That was an even further savings from this. So the Florida local deal, because obviously this this ticket is available to anybody who wants it, but there's one for Florida residents this summer that's still available, and that you can save up. It's uh, it nets out to fifty five dollars a day getting into a park. Wow! If you're a resident, if you're a resident, so, right, right. There's right. a lot going on here. They're throwing a lot of deals. It's almost like uh, you you can get paralyzed from choice. I forget there's a, there's a name for that, right? But Ana- it's uh, an, uh, paralysis analysis paralysis by analysis. Sure, 
I think that's what it is. That's what we say at work. Uh, I, I prefer analysis by paralysis. You just have to freeze, and then you can process it. I don't know. Um, yeah, right. There's 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 too many options. It, it's almost when you go in Netflix, you're just you know, speaking of Netflix. You're you're used to them just telling you what's new, what's new, what's new. Because to go through all the categories and to look at everything when you're trying to find something new to watch, you can't do it. It's too much. It's way too much. So I wonder if there's going to be some sort of burnout. In that regard, too. And then people just go, I don't know, just give me the thing that's easier. I don't have to worry about these dates and these conditions. I wonder if that's psychologically part of what they're they're trying to do. And that brings me to another question. I wonder what part of psychology plays into this. I know there's a lot of psychology that goes into marketing, uh, obviously, and, and, and pricing of stuff and, and how things are displayed. But um, I wonder with these tiers, I wonder if it is sort of um, – uh, what sort of process they are using to figure out how people are going to react to certain price increases or tiers or whatever? Like, why noon? Noon seems like a weird, a weird time. Why not one? Why not eleven? You see what I'm saying? Is noon just you know what I mean? Like people go well, make it nine ninety five. Well, why not just make it ten bucks? Because no one's going to pay ten bucks. They'll pay nine ninety five, but they won't pay five cents more because ten dollars seems like a like more. Is noon just more of a comfortable time for people, or is it just that's when attendance starts to drop a little bit in the parks? No, in fact, it's the opposite. Really, mornings are the are the quiet time in the parks. That's why I don't understand this. Huh. Um, I think they needed to do. I think they needed to do something. I think they didn't expect a 3% drop in attendance, yeah, which is shocking. Um, but so the, so and I think I don't think that there is a strategy. I don't think there's a psychology. I think their hair is on fire and they're trying to figure out how to get more people in quick and they're doing it with a lot of so the, the 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 intelligent thing behind this is every, all all of these things are limited time, so they are not committed to living with this forever. They can have oh. this until December fifteenth, and then they can say, "Well, if we want to extend it, we can extend it. If not, they'll go try something else." I think it's get people in the park because we're panicking. Yeah, that's true. But you know, attendance was down three percent, but overall the spend was up ten percent or something like that is what they were saying. I think so. People were were just buying their tickets. And spending more on merch because everything was just more expensive. Well, they were spending more on merch, but park revenue. So it wasn't enough to offset ticket sales. So park revenue ah. still dropped. So, okay. yes, they were buying more while they were in the park, but it wasn't enough to offset the lower attendance. You know what? I, I need to talk to somebody. This has a, I have an idea for a show about what would happen if Disney went private again. If they just bought back all their shares. What would that be like? Because this is all to keep shareholders happy. Shareholders like myself. I'm a shareholder. I have nine shares <laughs> or ten. Wow, or, yeah. you have a lot of shares. Yeah, I guess. Um, <clears throat> in the Walt Disney Company. And I wonder what would happen if they just bought it all back. And then they can do stuff that just is fun to do and cool, but they don't have to be beholden to the shareholders and do all these reportings and do all these calls and well, you know, there was down 3%, but up 10% here. So we're trying to correct because that's what all these price increases are for. That's what all of this stuff is for. That's why they bought Fox. That's why they bought uh, Lucas. You know what I mean? That all the star Wars stuff, that's why they're doing all this nonsense and, and sort of some people say ruining what Disney kind of is all about. It's sort of helping their bottom line, but they're doing it because the shareholders want to see an increase in profit. So if you take that that drive away, 
does that leave a better window for creativity and for new stories? We're not rehashing all the, we're not trying to remake home alone. We're actually going to do something original. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, I think in order to prevent from being bought out and to continue to invest, they need people investing in the stock. I think that's why you're a, why you're a public company. Yeah. I can't comment too much on it because all of the financial training I have in the markets and you know finance Ooh. comes from my viewing of 1997's Red Corner, starring <laughs> Richard Gere. I never heard of it. So, um, and they didn't talk much about it. So I, I really only got a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's okay. highly unlikely that they would go. Oh, for sure. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, yeah, it's never good. I mean, literally will never happen. I mean, the stock market yeah. would flip out. You know how many mutual funds Disney's probably in? I mean, it's, you know, it, it's constantly uh, in the news as far as one of the, the companies that, you know, is reflective of how the market is, is doing. But I don't know. Interesting stuff. I wish I was smart enough to understand it all. Right. Me too. I wish you were smart enough <laughs> as well. <laughs> No, I have no idea about Got it. Got him. Roasted. <sighs> Roasted. Well, I have a story. It's actually technically sort of two stories rolled into one, and it makes Disney look good and also pretty cheap at the same time, which is fun. I enjoy the dichotomy of that. Uh, back in 1985, Canadian teenager Tamia Richardson was 14. She mm-hmm. also happened to be visiting Disneyland on vacation during the 30th anniversary of the park. Now, I'm not saying parks, because obviously this was before California Adventure. As she walked through the turnstile, in, I think it was August sometime, a big machine called the Gift Giver Extraordinaire counted her a winner and gave her a free ticket to Disneyland. And this is all part of the park's anniversary promotions or 30th anniversary promotion. While it was probably not as easy for her to redeem as it would have been for someone in California, Tamia held on to her free account or free free ticket nonetheless. As time went by, she visited the park several times over the years, but never remembered to bring her free ticket. In fact, she forgot about it. Fast forward 34 years, actually just recently. Tamia was looking through a box of old photos and she came across an old dog-eared wrinkled bit of paper hiding amongst her memories. It was that very same free ticket from 1985. Now, what would you do, Jeremy, had you found this? This free ticket, 30 years old, 34-year-old ticket. Would you try to redeem it? Personally, I would assume it was just like a cool keepsake and I would have left it in there because there's no way. There's literally no way that anybody would redeem this. Yeah. No. For for one day at Disney, I would rather have the – at this point, I'd rather have the memorabilia. I feel like yeah. you could put that on eBay and sell it for more than what a one-day ticket is now, let alone what she, it was worth when they issued it. So I like the idea of holding that piece of history – as a Disney fan, but she might not be that big of a Disney fan. Maybe she just wants a free day. <laughs> but I wouldn't even tr- I wouldn't even try. Like even, regardless of how big of a Disney fan I was, uh, or Disneyland, excuse me. Let's just let's nip this in the bud right now. Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It's not Disney and Disneyland. Can we just be clinical and 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 accurate about this, please? Yeah, you have a very big problem with uh, the. 
the the nomenclature that people use. For I have the, a lot of problems with a lot of things that people do for a lot of stuff. But yes, I do. Um, <clears throat> I personally, if I found it, I'm like, there's, I'm not even going to try. I would actually, honestly, legitimately be embarrassed to hand this over to the CM at the turnstile and go, hey, I'm here for a free day. No, no, no. It says right here, valid for one day. And I need to, I, I, I just, because I could imagine that argument and um, I just, I wouldn't even try. But Tamia is not me. So she found this ticket and she trucked her two daughters, her two teenage daughters down to Anaheim with her with the intent of redeeming her winnings. One free Get ticket. in the truck. <laughs> One free ticket to Disneyland. Uh, she says, I was a little nervous because it was an old ticket. Uh, as she walked to the Disneyland ticket booth, I was crossing my fingers. She says, at the turnstiles, once again, she presented the piece of paper to the cast member who called their manager, of course. They accepted her admission and gave her one park hopper in exchange. A park hopper, Jeremy, not just a ticket to Disneyland, a park hopper. And they didn't have to do that. This, this is the cool thing that, that I, I think this makes Disney look really, really nice. They didn't have to do that. The thing says on the, on the paper, it says, good for one admission to Disneyland. Granted, DCA wasn't around back then, but this is where Disney looks great. They could have, like I said, stuck her to the letter of the law and said, sure, come in. But if you want to go across to DCA, you have to pay. But they didn't. They provided the magic that they're known for. And I think that's really cool. I I don't know. I I thought that was really nice. Well, okay. So here's my question. And this is just Uh the cynical Uh side of me. Here we go. Jersey Jeremy back at it. Let's go. (laughs) Jersey Jeremy. Do you think that this was a setup in the sense that like a marketing? Yeah. Well, do you think they knew they had a bit of a story on their hands and maybe she called and said, listen, I've got this ticket. Do you guys still accept it? (laughs) Um, And then they said, well, why don't you come in? (laughs) No, we'll have the cameras ready. You know, I don't think so, because the only like photos of this happening are like her holding the ticket like in front of the turnstile and then her two daughters taking a picture of her in a weird pose. Like that's it. There's no fanfare or, and the photos look very amateurish. Now it could be that Disney sort of planned for that and just says, Hey, someone from the social team go take a photo with their camera. So it doesn't look super overproduced or whatever. But um, I think they could have made more of it. You know, like yeah, a, like a, like a bigger deal where like they like someone from management met them at the turnstile and they got photos and all that kind of stuff. Th- right. That could have been cooler. Actually, they should have done. That. <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed they didn't. Now, right now that you brought it up, now that we had this idea, now I'm annoyed at this lady. <laughs> I can't stand her. <laughs> I can't st- get out of here, Tamia from uh, uh, oh god, Alberta. Alberta. Well, yeah. can she? I want to see. I don't see the the ticket, and I want to see a picture of what this ticket looked like. I imagine an I old to ticket you. to be very. Get in your email. Beautiful. I sent it to you in the um, in the link. In the link, it's in the link. NBC Los Angeles uh, covering the story, folks. Yeah. And you can just Google, um, you know, Google thirty four year ticket or whatever. It'll come up. It's not very exciting. It's just it's like a older piece of paper. It's like a, a lavender or a violet color, and it literally says "good for one admission to Disneyland," and that's kind of it. 
Well, that's less exciting. I will tell you one thing that <laughs> now that I've clicked on this link, yeah, I've got something, another observation. Observe away, dude. <laughs> They've got a picture of her in 1985. Yeah, Presumably was, that's her. When she was 14 with very, very feathered hair. Feathers. She stole the feather from the torturer at uh, William, <laughs> William Wallace's Wall. torturer. Yeah. And they show her now, and she looks older in 1985 than she does now. She really does. And I, I think that's just a, a, a shout out to the styles of 1985. She kind of aged us all. I mean, not us. I mean, I was eight years old, but the feathered hair look was never really good. I mean, Daisy Duke always looked like she was in her late 40s. So it's just, it's very like. I mean, that was 70s, maybe? Anyways. Uh, but She looks like Laura Dern in the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's where the story looks sort of bad for Disney. I mean, oh. not bad, I guess, but it's a good example of how celebrations like this have changed. So... Dig dig this, Jeremy. Tuck into this information. For their 30th anniversary, which is where Tamiya was, uh, Disneyland was giving away a ton of stuff. And I, I put in my notes for the year. I don't know if that's accurate because the uh, the anniversary was like, what, June or July is when it, the month at, that Disneyland actually opened. This was in August. And I've read online that the celebrations and the giveaways were for a year. But the list of what I'm about to read you is a lot. And I can't imagine this is actually happening for an entire year. So maybe it was a month. I, I can't I can't be certain in my Googling. I had no idea. Um, anyway, uh, they were doing uh, a lot of giveaways with fun little catches that played into the number 30. So how Tamiya won her ticket. Every 30th guest got a free ticket. Okay, I take that. That's, Every, pretty, that's generous right there. In and of itself. 30th guest, get a ticket. And some of the articles I was reading um, were were sort of flashing back to this, uh, which th- then had me uh, get an idea for a show. What were the 10-year anniversaries like for Disneyland and Disney World even, too? Who did it better? Whatever. Because there's not a whole lot of information on it. So anyway, um, every 30th guest got a free ticket. Each 300th visitor got a plush Minnie or Mickey toy. I think that's kind of nice. It's very sweet. You know what I mean? I, I can't believe it's not the other way around. Like you, a toy. You, of course, back yes. then, a ticket was 16 bucks. A plush was probably nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's just the, the economies of scale, man. It, yeah. So even there, for, for every 30th guest for a year got a free ticket. I can't imagine that was for an entire year. But who knows? I, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Each 300th visitor got a uh, plush mini or Mickey toy. Each 3,000th visitor was awarded a commemorative watch. Wow. New American-made cars were awarded to the 30,000th and 300,000th visitors. Yeah. Brand new cars. But the top prize that was awarded to the 3 millionth visitor, a brand new... Cadillac DeVille sedan. Yeah. Bam. Slamming Cadillac doors. That's what you're doing. Three millionth customer. So what's that time frame? Is that a year? I mean, I, I imagine it wasn't. I wonder if it was every 30th guest up until a certain point. 
you know, we you could find this information out because I remember reading uh, this is covered this this promotion that they did is covered in the book Disney War. I don't know if you ever read I've that. I've never read it. Uh, it's a good book. I actually, um, don't read books. I watch Netflix. Oh yeah. wow! No, you would you would probably really like it. Um, and actually, um, I think the reason why they were coming up with all these promotions is because in the in the early and mid eighties, um, Disneyland attendance was was struggling. Uh, and so this was a really big piece of how to get people in the door and celebrate these anniversaries. And um, I remember there was a whole chapter about this, or I think I think it was a chapter, but I can't remember, you know, all the specific details. But they did cover it, and I do think it might have been for a year. Oh well, hey man, you should uh, you should research it. You know, now that you mention that, it, it's that makes sense because some of the articles I was reading was were, were pointing out that some of the press. We're still doubting whether or not Disneyland could be successful 30 years down the road, which seems crazy to me, especially now looking back on it. You know, we just had our, what, 64th or something like that. I mean, the 60th was in 2015. So anyway, whatever. Um, it just it seems crazy that the press were, were sort of doubting it. But anyway, at the time in 1985, a brand new Cadillac DeVille sedan sold for an MSRP of about $18,500. Wow. A mint condition DeVille of that year sells today for about 10200 <laughs> oh, If you can still find one from 85 Apparently, yeah. Uh, mint condition, $10,000, dude. You can, you can buy it. So uh, the article was sort of making the point of like the, the value between a, a brand new ticket to the park... Back then, like you said, it was like sixteen bucks, and now it's whatever. So the 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 percentage of your of your gain is like eleven hundred percent value increase. In the, <laughs> and then, but the car, if you're the three millionth visitor, it depreciated <laughs> about eight grand. And the watches you can find on eBay for like thirty bucks. So adjusted for inflation, that ticket today in today's money would be like thirty six bucks. So even though it was it was handed out, um, you know, like like candy for every thirtieth visitor, and only three hundred visitors, uh, through the the three hundredth visitor got the watch. The watch is still less <laughs> than than inflation would have adjusted for that ticket. And I think that's really <laughs> funny. But fast forward now to the sixtieth anniversary of Disneyland. That, like I said, it was like in two thousand fifteen, the Diamond Celebration. Okay, mm. this is the the examination that I'm doing here of the uh, two anniversaries, and you get free cupcakes <laughs> for one day, plus merch that you can buy and a photo opportunity spot for the year, and and that's it. I mean, there were celebrations, and the castle looked like something from Liberace's closet, but no <laughs> tickets. <laughs> I was hoping that would get you, to be honest. Um, but no tickets were given out, no watches, no cars. I would love for something like this to come back. Maybe not with cars, but free tickets are cool. Plush toys, shirts. I mean, bring back the, oh, God, what was the thing called? The gift giver extraordinaire. Bring that thing back every 10 years. What's it going to hurt? Even if you're giving out stuff for every 65th, uh, 65th hundred person, right? Uh, give them a thing, but uh, you know who am I kidding? They're knowing Disney. They're going to give you a button or a, a magnet or wooden coasters. <laughs> See, but that I would take. That I would take too. 
That would be from the gift giver extraordinaire. Yeah, the extra extraordinaire. I just, I don't know, man. Reading that, it, it, it kind of, it, it's just, um, Disneyland's good at the magic, but but that that connection is sort of being lost between the the guests and management. I mean, between the guests and CMs, it's it's usually there because people sort of buy into that. But that 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 disconnect between guests and the magic or the guests and the management are it's sort of getting wider. And you know, we didn't have I mean, cupcakes for one day. You get cupcakes. I don't want a cupcake. I know. And actually, now that you point that out, um, I think my my theory from before is debunked because Disney wouldn't want to publicize how great they used to be (laughs) (laughs) look at us in the in the 80s when we had no money and now we're now we're lousy with cash and uh we're not giving anything yeah we were giving away cars i mean what i don't understand about well i don't understand a lot of things but what i really don't understand about running a multi-billion dollar company is you can go get, get a sponsor get that sponsored Give me, give me a bunch of stuff to give away for a month for our anniversary. Let me, let's give stuff away. Right. I, I mean, understand. that's that's how the whole place has been built. They've always done sponsors. Right. But this comes back to me, and maybe it's the annual pass um, uh, mentality that I sort of have being an annual pass holder. And, and talking to a couple cast members, um, a lot of annual pass holders are sort of like this. They sort of just demand stuff. And I think we covered it a little bit last uh, on the last in-depth. But it, that being said, just give me something. <laughs> give me something. I don't want a magnet. I don't want a button. But give me something cool. Make me feel special. Uh, you make me feel like you're celebrating me. Like I'm coming to this park on this day or this year of celebrations to celebrate the park that I've been coming to for years. Make me feel special. Just in this one time every 10 years, make me feel special. Give me something. Pretend it's a you're going to a, a San Jose Sharks game or a, an Oakland A's game or whatever. You know what I mean? Sports teams do giveaways all the time. And granted, it's time. like 15,000, 20,000 people once, or one, once in a while. Disney has the marketing budget. Can you just – can you maybe not run billboards or or – I don't know, man. Whatever. It, whatever. Now I feel like I'm on a forum. <laughs> Just typing well, and the they keyboard. Have, it wouldn't even, uh, they wouldn't even have to get rid of billboards. I mean, no. the, Disney has connections with factories in China. They can make things. Uh, it, things don't cost a lot. No. You know, no. you could make a plush toy for probably less than a dollar. Yeah. So what oh, do you con- like? So easily. you're giving fifty thousand away? Okay, it's fifty thousand dollars. That's nothing. It costs fifty thousand dollars to put on the fireworks show, <laughs> right? So, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got. Those are my stories, Jeremy. Those are some good stories. I enjoyed them thoroughly. <laughs> I enjoyed Liberace's closet and the Scottish tickler. <laughs> yeah, that got you, man. Scottish tickler. We should open a bar called the Scottish tickler. <laughs> We're just like the Rose and Crown or whatever in uh, World Showcase. <laughs> they have that gal who does the keyboard who makes up songs. You just have this Scottish chick, this Mike Myers character. He's coming at you with a feather. Oi! Well, we could, we got could this have a feather! Hand, a second-hand store next door called the Brunchy's Closet. <laughs> Somebody write this down. We're making magic. Somebody write this down. This is how money is made. People. This is how money is made, people. That's right. <laughs> Liberace. See, 
going back to before the show, we're talking about how I really need to get with a graphic designer and I have a bunch. I have so many ideas. I have too many ideas. And they keep me up at night because I, I, I get very depressed. <laughs> I get very depressed uh, because I don't have the skill set to do the things I want to do. And the things that I do, I feel like I could always be better at. And it's just this weird like ball of frustration and anger and depression that I've kind of been living through for a little bit. And um, not to get too serious. But Liberace's Closet would actually be a it's really okay. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Liberace's closet would actually be a great T-shirt to make. Oh, like a second, yes. like the secondhand store, but Liberace's closet. Man, we it would be amazing. That. But you know what? Look Don't for, look for Liberace's closet. Short, because you have a lot of good ideas, and you're very good at networking. Because you have people doing things for you. Well, let's not let's not exaggerate too much. I still have to do literally everything, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, look, it's fine. Um, well, I, if there's a graphic designer out there, so, yes. you know, email Jason at Ears Up Hyphen Podcast and uh, submit your Liberace's Closet design. <laughs> we get a contest. Do. You know what? I'm I, I I'm waiting to hear back, but I got this uh, email from a listener from our Ears Up show. Sophie is her name. She's like 12, and she drew T-shirt designs. Of everybody. She drew like all of us, even you, Jeremy, oh oh. Um, with like wearing like T-shirts that she designed. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from permission from her mom if we can uh, post it online. It's probably the most adorable and precious thing that I, I've ever gotten from a listener. And I... And I say that without really truly thinking about stuff because I've gotten some really nice stuff from people before. But right, you like, probably pissed off ten people who uh, just sent something in before. <laughs> I know, and but I'm talking like physical things, right? Because it's it's like the most, you know. And she was like, "Hey, you know, I hope maybe you'll mention something here and let me know your feedback." And I'm totally willing to like adjust it. Like she's very, it's very like top oh. level, like. Um, um, I'm going to manifest my own, you know, destiny right here and just go, well, of course you're going to love this because I did it. So just tell me what I need to adjust to make it fit your vision also. But I did this and it's amazing. And just the, the personality that comes through in this, in the drawing with like the little note. Yeah. It's awesome. Like it's, it's, it's super cool. So, um, yeah, I don't know, just a, a little, a little side note into, into what goes on behind the scenes here at years of, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I think that's wonderful, and I I Me look too. forward to seeing that, Sophie. <laughs> but yeah, you're in there. Oh, good. I'll forward it. That's to you. nice. I can't believe yeah. it. It's almost like she sees me as a as a know, person, as a real a human as a, boy, <laughs> as a human. <laughs> Most don't. That's right. So. All right, Jeremy. Well, let's get out of here. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. All it's right. enough. It's getting late, and. <laughs> um, you know, when is this going to post? It's probably going to post, I don't know, in a couple of days, but whatever. Uh, if you want to support the show, please do go to patreon.com slash ears up. That is the number one, 100% best way to support content like this. We have ears up in depth. We have ears up the normal show. Uh, we're going to have uh, the Supreme. It's a bit of a misnomer. <laughs> we're going to have the Supreme Resort Land View World coming up. So that's three shows that we do. Plus, you get access to the secret show where we give you a drink recipe 
And that you can get all of that at the $5 level. It's not a whole lot of cash. Five bucks a month, and you're getting four. You're supporting four shows. I think that's really great. So do me a favor. Patreon.com slash ears up. Become a Patreon supporter of this show. We literally wouldn't be doing this without you guys. It's a lot of fun, but it's also a ton of work. And without your support, we wouldn't be doing it. So do that. Go to Etsy.com slash ears. Buy some T-shirts. Maybe Liberace's closet will be up there soon. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope so. Um, Yeah, and that's about it. Anything else you want to add, Jeremy? What's going on in Spectro Radio? Spectro Radio, things are happening. Okay, (laughs) I like it. Well, listen, I will say this. Um, I've never done this before. I'm trying it out because it's easy. And uh, but I'm going to be at the final performance of illuminations on september 30th of course you are and uh, i've had a few people reach out over social media and ask if i'm going to be there no um yeah and i am obviously i just said that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) drum roll i'm going all right um so afterwards if you're around and you are at disney's boardwalk go to the abracadabar Look for me and anyone else in our Spectro Radio t-shirts because we're going to be there. Come drown your sorrows at the end of Illuminations and as we toast <laughs> the final performance. Oh, my so God. I want to be there. be there. I would love it. I would love anyone to come, especially you. Oh, my goodness. September what? September 30th. I mean, there's literally no way. No way my wife would let me go all the way out there without her. And we couldn't do it with the kid, but oh man, that would be amazing. What if we wanted to watch? You know what should be a because uh, 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 Jeremy has a Patreon too. Um, there should be a tier to watch the Illuminations with you, the final performance, and like would like dab at your tears because you're going to be crying, right? I will probably <laughs> yeah, I'll be crying. Yeah, you, be like, crying. you should make a new tier of like five hundred dollars to be the shoulder that you cry on. <laughs> Wait, in person or over? Like, no, no, like in person. No, no, in person. Oh, so, for sure, five hundred dollars. Yeah. If you, if someone gives me five hundred dollars, I'll buy their ticket into Epcot. Yeah, and but they have the catches. They have to be there for you to literally cry on their shoulder when Illuminations is happening or when it's over. I guess or at any right. point. That's the one caveat. No shoulderless people are allowed to. <laughs> So I'm sorry. There's rules to everything. <laughs> there is rules to everything. All right, Jeremy, let's get out of here. Let's go. All right. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you very much, everybody listening to this show. And uh, if you want any updates on Ears Up on, on either shows that we're doing, hit us up on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Connect with us there. Give us some feedback. Do whatever you want to do. And until next time, um, well, I mean, we'll see you in the parks, but that's really the sign-off for the other show. So um, I guess I'll say uh, be good to each other.